From King 5 News in Seattle, I'm Ryan Takeo. This is Priced Out, Episode 1, Struggle. We are at what used to be the Wallingford food giant. Uh, Amy Douglas is our tour guide today. You saw that giant neon red sign and you knew that you were in Wallingford. They had a cookie club, so we would get a free cookie. That was the only reason we wanted to go shopping with mom. Every stop on our tour is full of memories for her. This is the Guild 45th Theater in Wallingford. I saw the movie Singles here in the early 90s, I think it was. And that kind of, I feel like it puts Seattle on the map. Uh, they panned past the Guild 45th Theater in the very opening credits. And the whole crowd just went nuts because we felt famous. It was wonderful. She's a Seattle native, and now in her spare time, she makes art prints of old Seattle, her city. This is Spud Fish and Chips at Green Lake in Seattle. I used to come here with my family when I was a little squirt. I hated fish and chips, so I would just have the chips. It was just a great family place. And we're going to lose this icon, this architecture, for another large box. Here's the thing. Amy finds herself in a similar spot to the relics she's fighting to protect. Soon, she too might be a part of Seattle history. We're in front of my current home, 1921 Craftsman. Old world charm aplenty. The stained glass windows inside my father made. It's a beautiful house. It's, it's the American dream. It's what everyone wants right now and can't get in Seattle. And I've got it, barely. From King 5 News, this is Priced Out. Personal stories of those struggling to stay put in our hot housing market. I'm Ryan Takeo. Surviving in Seattle is, it's, just day by day. In the past five years, the average cost of living index has gone up 19% across the country, but in Seattle, it's almost triple that, up 55%. I can't afford to stay. In five years, home values have gone up 88%, rent has climbed 42%, and the median property tax bill in Seattle has gone up 56%. Those are the numbers. We'll tell you the stories. Sometimes we'll go to the food bank if we, if we need to. And it still may become untenable, you know, to live here because of the cost of living and continually going up and my wage staying at a pretty steady yeah. plateau. The personal tales of those stuck in the middle, those feeling priced out. It concerns me for the future if I stay here. First, we'll release three episodes and then we could tell your story. Email us, out at king5.com and we might tell your story of you being priced out. Okay, go ahead. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Okay, that's good. I sat down with Amanda Grace. She did the TV reporting for this series. Gosh, I've been working on this since February. This had to start from like a seed of an mm -hmm. idea. Why were you drawn to this topic of like the middle class being squeezed and essentially possibly priced out of Seattle? Uh, well, as, as an anchor, as a reporter here, we focus so much on these macro stories of growth and of extreme growth here in Seattle. We do so many stories about development and our red hot real estate market and the homelessness crisis. Um, and when we do cover the stories about the people involved, we tend to cover the stories of the people who are really suffering, the people on the bottom, or we cover the stories of the people on the top. The different ends right. of the spectrum. And we so rarely cover the stories of the people in the middle because they are getting by. But I found out that they're barely 
getting by. And I, as I was speaking to my friends and my colleagues, we just kept having the same conversations. And, and it didn't matter where they were on the income spectrum. Everybody was dealing with this affordability crisis. Even if it was, you know, two working parents who both had professional jobs, they were dealing with childcare costs. Even if it was a single person, you know, with a job, it was, they kept moving year to year because they were trying to find cheaper rent. Mm -hmm. And I thought, every single person in this city must have a story and must be dealing with this. And as I started crunching the numbers, I found out that unless you got a 36% raise in the last five years, unless your boss gave you a 36% raise, you were feeling this in some way or another. Even if you own your house and in yeah. your great financial situation, unless you got a 36% raise, you were feeling this crunch financially. So let's talk about Amy, Amy Douglas. I am Amy Marie Douglas and I am an artist. This is the same Amy who served as our tour guide at the beginning of the episode. You said she lives in West Seattle. Mm -hmm. What's her backstory? So Amy has everything going on on paper. She's a tech worker. She's an artist. She owns her house. Uh, she seems to have it all going on. She seems to live this sort of perfect Seattle life. And um, when you dig a little bit deeper, you find out that, well, she's a tech worker, but she's actually a contractor. So, and actually a lot of people who work in tech here are contractors. I don't have benefits, you know, I don't have health care. Um, and honestly, I, I make a good living doing what I do, but I don't make enough to pay for my own health care and pay this mortgage and pay the gas, the electricity, a car payment, feeding my animals, feeding my passion, the artwork. She owns her house, which she will tell you is a huge gift. But um, at the same time, that's her nest egg. That's everything she has. That's sort of her retirement plan. You know, that's her 401k. It's her house. And uh, yes, it's increased in value, but that's really on paper. So on a month-to-month -month basis, she still has to keep up with her mortgage. She has to keep up with rising property taxes. She has to keep up with maintenance on a house. And it's just her. She's single. Um, and she kind of feels in many ways trapped. Now she says it's, you know, she doesn't want to complain because she's trapped in a beautiful home. It's, it's a really cute craftsman. Um, but at the same time, she says, I couldn't, if I sold my house, I couldn't get back into the Seattle market. If once I sell it, I can never look back. I can never come back to Seattle. She pays um, about $2,200 in mortgage. So she felt like, you know, she, she really, would spend about the same in rent for anything comparable and definitely not in the same neighborhood probably right, right. And to, to stay in west seattle um for rent you know of a two-bedroom which is what she has in her house oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. those are going for about three right mm -hmm. now or or more so um you had touched on this a little bit and and i guess this is how i have previously looked at this uh, when i see people who are homeowners uh, you know, who are complaining because I'm a lifelong renter mm -hmm. uh, and my wife and I, we've never owned. 
And so, you know, we watch the stories and we watch stories that I do. And we're like, oh, wow, must be nice. Right. But, you know, looking at the property tax numbers, up more than 50 percent in the last yep. five years, you you kind of feel a little bit more for her struggle. Was there anything else? Like, just as a, a homeowner, I guess, you know, she could she not maybe like if something were to go wrong in the yeah. house, it's the old she house. She couldn't pay for it. It's an old house. She says, um, I need to repaint the house. I got to get a new roof. Uh, she says all these maintenance projects that she's had to defer because she doesn't have the money. Because for her, she's got to pay for her grocery bill. She has to feed her animals. And she has this passion, uh, her artwork, um, that she also has to pay for as well. And she just has to prioritize. You know, she pays for her own health insurance, which is a huge expense for her. Um, and she tries to keep some sort of money in the bank in case she loses her job, which, you know, she's been dealing with that. Um, the nature of being a contractor where you're sort of working a few months and then you're off for a month mm. and then you're working several months. Let's talk about Lulu. She lives in uh, she lives in the Central District. Yes. My name is Luz Vimenda Uzuri Carpenter, and I'm a teacher at Seattle Girls School for middle school girls, and I'm a radio producer and host at Hollow Earth Radio for Lulu Nation and the crew with Mr. B. You know, the theme of this episode is struggle. And besides the cost, the, the struggle I see in Lulu's story um, from going through your material was that she's struggling to find a community. She's struggling to find, you know, the diversity that was there. Mm -hmm. And um, she's she's trying to um, kind of recapture that in whatever way she can. I think that's accurate. Uh, so Lulu is a teacher. She is an LGBTQ activist. She's also a radio host as well. And she lives in the Central District and uh, really tries to seek out a sense of community there. She's black and she's gay, and that's that used to be sort of where she would find a home, you know, in the Central District. That's a historically African-American neighborhood. Um, right now, the latest figures that I found, uh, it's only about 16% African-American. Wow. Yeah. And she says, Lulu says that she's seen just a huge change in the time that she's been there, um, where she sort of feels almost like a stranger in her own neighborhood, where she just doesn't see the diversity. I, I want to stay in Seattle because it's where my heart is. It's where um, I come from a military family. So I spent most of my childhood moving around and then I went to college and moved around. And this is the place that I found myself that I found my home, that I found my community. Um, I want to stay here, but it also means like, where's my community if I stay here? And she doesn't feel it. And, and she, she's worried that the neighborhood has changed so rapidly that um, the, the crosswalks that they've painted to celebrate sort of African heritage and African-American heritage. The black and African flag. I'm on sidewalks that juxtaposed against like huge buildings and you're like, we're no longer here. It's almost like you're archiving that people used to live here. 
So let's just touch on Joe and Monica, this couple and their childcare workers. <laughs> and they're also a part of a, a funk band, um, super random. But, you know, we'll talk about more about them in the sacrifice um, episode because there's just so much that they are giving, giving up um, by staying here. But uh, paint the picture for me, just kind of what they're going through in their situation. My name's Joe Simpson. I'm a childcare worker and a working artist in Seattle. I'm Monica Baroga. I'm a stay-at-home mom and singer and performer in Seattle, Washington. Joe and Monica, first of all, they're super cool. Uh, they dress in these crazy costumes. They have alter egos. They have stage egos. Um, he's Eldridge and she's the Lady Gravy and they perform in this really cool funk band called uh, Eldridge Gravy and the Court Supreme. Y'all feel funky? And they've got this cult following in Seattle. Really? They they sell out uh, venues. They performed at Bumbershoot, at the Upstream Music Festival. And they're really well known. Huh. And they're like rock stars. Wow. They come out on stage and people go nuts. <laughs> and they just get whole venues just going dancing. Um, I got to check them out live and, you know, you're dancing, you know. Then you meet them at home, and they are just the most normal family you would ever meet. Um, They're, you know, they're Monica and Joe, and they're mom and dad to seven-year-old Felix, and they live in Greenwood, and... You know, by day, Joe's a child care worker. Monica stays home with Felix. And uh, they kind of just go through the regular struggles to support their family and support their son. And it's really tough to make ends meet on a child care worker salary, um, period. But to do it in Seattle, I think, is even harder. And Monica used to be a childcare correct. worker, and then she figured it, it might as well be a wash um, because they would have to pay for their son's childcare, right? So she'll just stay home. Isn't that right? crazy? They both work in childcare centers, and they want to put their their son in childcare, and they can't afford it. Hmm. So she figured, you know, I may as well stay at home because. There's no sense in me working my tail off and my salary's entirely going to, to my son's child care. Uh, it, it's wild how much child care costs in this city. Mm. Uh, it's more than a year's tuition at the University of Washington. Really? Mm-hmm. 25% more. <laughs> to have the child care, both parents have to be working 40 hours a week. And it's like almost, from what I've understood with most people I know, like, Essentially, one parent is working to cover the child cost of childcare, and the other parent's working to cover the rest of the life. Mm-hmm. And it's just to get you through the first ridiculous. five years, you know, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, it's just crazy ridiculous. What's well, unique about Joe and Monica is that they're so positive. They see their situation as. Uh, they're they're just so grateful to still be in the city of Seattle. They see their friends and their contemporaries, other musicians who have to live in Everett and Tacoma. 
because they can't afford to stay in Seattle. And they know that that wouldn't work for their family. Um, and they are so thankful that they can stay in the city. And so making the sacrifices that they do, going to the food bank on occasion, taking every favor from friends that they possibly can for hand-me-down clothes, for free childcare, they they take all those favors. They try to get scholarships for summer camps for their son, but they're thankful and grateful for all of it. And they just have the most positive attitude about the whole thing. Well, surviving in Seattle is, it's just day by day. And you have to be glad for all the things you get every day. I am glad for all the things I get every day. And some might wonder, like, why not leave? Mm-hmm. Like, what? What's the big deal? What is holding them here? Like, why go through this? Right. I think that's a question that they're all asking themselves. And for the people that I, I picked for these stories, uh, they're longtime Seattleites. So they were born and raised here. They still have family here. Um, and quite frankly, they all love Seattle. They all say that so much of their identity is wrapped up in being a Seattleite. And also kind of holding space for the city that once was and remembering it and kind of keeping all of those wonderful memories um, and kind of preserving, I guess, the quirkiness. There's character here. There is character in Seattle the Seattle that I grew up in. For Amy, who I think is the the closest one to actually leaving Seattle, uh, she says she would feel horribly guilty about leaving her mom. Uh, For Joe and for Monica, they are so much of a part of the music scene here, and they love the music scene here, and Seattle's got a great music scene, that they they just don't want to leave that. Uh, And they've become so known, so well-known, and so beloved here. Uh, they they would hate to leave that for their fans and to have to establish themselves somewhere else. Um, for Lulu, she's from a military background, so she moved around a lot as a kid. And she says when she came to Seattle, this is where she found a home, and this is where she found a community, and this feels like home to her. And she said, the problems that I have would still be with me if I moved to LA or if I moved to Dallas, I would carry my problems with me. So I'm going to commit to Seattle and deal with whatever issues I have here, uh, which I think is, is sort of an interesting perspective that if you are struggling with whatever you're struggling with, um, chances are affordability is a part of it, but it's, it's probably not the only part. Yeah. To stay where they are, it takes a lot of sacrifice. Next episode on Priced Out. Remember, we could tell your story. Just email us, out at king5.com. Thanks to Amanda Grace for her reporting. Joseph Huerta and Emily Landine helped gather the material. Priced Out is a production of King 5 Media in Seattle, Washington. I'm Ryan Takei. This is Priced Out. Priced Out.